0: Section 14 of the Life of Mozart, Volume 1 by Otto Jahn. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Life of Mozart by Otto Jahn, Section 14, Chapter 5, Part 2. On January 16th, the concert of the Philharmonic Society was given in their capital hall. Wolfgang, being the principal performer, the programme which we append gives some idea of Wolfgang's performances in Italy. Serie de composizioni musicali da eseguirsi nel pubblica filarmonica di Mantova, la sera del 17 del gennaio 1770, in occasione dell'avvenuto del espertissimo giovanetto, signor Amadeo Mozart. 1. Sinfonia di composizione del signor Amadeo. 2. Concerto di grave cembalo, esibito lì e da lui eseguito all'improvviso. 3. Aria d'un professore. 4. Sonata di cembalo all'improvviso eseguita dal giovane con variazioni analoghi d'invenzione sua e replicata poi in tono diverso da quello in cui è scritta. 5. Concetto di violino d'un professore 6. Aria composta e cantata nell'atto stesso dal signor Amadeo all'improvviso coi debiti accompagnamenti eseguiti sul cembalo sopra parole fatte espressamente, ma da lui non vedute in prima. Sette, Altra sonata di cembalo, composte insieme ed eseguite dal medesimo sopra un motivo musicale propostoli improvvisamente dal primo violino. Otto, aria d'un professore. Nove. Concerto d'oboe d'un professore. Dieci Fuga musicale composta ed eseguita dal signor Amadeo sul cembolo e condotta e compiuto termine, secondo le leggi del contrappunto sopra un semplice tema per la merissima presentatogli all'improvviso. 11. Sinfonia dal medesimo concertato con tutte le parti sul cembalo sopra un solo parte di violino, postali dinanzi improvvisamente. 12. duetto di professori. Tredici trio in cui il signor Amadeo ne suonerà col violino una parte al improvviso. Quattordici sinfonia ultima di composizione dal Sudeto the result was brilliant the applause indescribable and according to a newspaper account the musicians in mantua were unanimous in declaring that this youth was born to surpass the most accomplished masters of the art this notice and others dwell chiefly on the precocious performances of the youthful prodigy but wonderful as were wolfgang's accomplishments as a clavier player violinist and vocalist they were thrown into the shade by his talents as a composer even in his public performances the prominence given to improvisation is remarkable and the readiness with which he adapted the most varied subjects always fulfilling the conditions of musical art presupposes not only great liveliness of imagination but a perfect mastery of mechanical form in estimating mozart's early acquirements the most impressive fact to be noticed is the absence of any exaggeration of feeling or over cultivation all is natural and unstrained his talent was no forced exotic which springs up quickly and as quickly withers away it was a plant of healthy growth coming gradually to maturity and the mechanical skill acquired in youth was the best foundation for the free creative power of manhood. Father and son arrived at Milan before the end of January and found a safe and comfortable lodging in the Augustine monastery of San Marco. A lay brother was appointed to wait on them even to the warming of their beds, which attention caused Wolfgang to be delighted when bedtime came their warm friend and patron was the governor general count karl joseph von firmian born 1716 he had been partly educated at salzburg where his elder brother johann baptist anton was archbishop until 1740 and there founded a literary society whose earnest endeavours after a freer method of scientific inquiry had led to many hard struggles with authority. He afterwards studied at Leiden and acquired cultivation and taste by frequent travels in France and Italy. As ambassador at Naples he won the heart of Finkelmann, who speaks of him as one of the greatest, wisest, most humane and most learned men of his time and country count fermian was appointed governor-general of lombardy in seventeen fifty nine and spared no efforts to promote the material well-being as well as the intellectual and artistic improvement of his province like minchhausen he was not only a patron but an accomplished judge of science and of the arts and his support and hospitality were freely bestowed on artists and scholars the Mozarts found a ready sympathiser in him, and his introduction to families of rank obtained for them all the pleasures of the carnival. They were invited to balls and masquerades, and were obliged to follow the fashion and order dominoes and bayuti caps which covered the face to the chin and fell back over the shoulders. Leopold Mozart thought they were exceedingly becoming to Wolfgang, But shook his head over his own playing the fool in his old age and consoled himself with the thought that the things could be used for linings afterwards at the opera where they were often present they made the acquaintance of the maestro piccini who was producing his cesare in egitto wolfgang's performances at a public concert excited here as elsewhere the wondering admiration of artists and amateurs. It is the same in this place as in others, writes Leopold Mozart. I need not particularise. The friendship which Wolfgang struck up with two clever young singers of fourteen and fifteen years old, led to his composing for them two Latin motets, but count firmian imposed a severer task on the young musician he gave a brilliant soiree at his palace graced by the presence of the duke of modena and his daughter and the cardinal archbishop of milan wolfgang was commissioned to prepare for this soiree three songs to metastasio's words as a proof of his power to produce serious dramatic music the principal piece was a grand aria with an accompanied recitative from demofuonte the celebrated and often composed *Miserò Pagoletto*, seventy-seven k. The recitative is very elaborate in high tragic style; its forcible character is rendered chiefly by the orchestra. The air consists of an adagio with a poco allegro interposed in the same tone throughout the two other songs seventy eight seventy nine k from metastasio's atazerse per pietà bel idol mio and per quel paterne amplesso have each only one movement the last song has a short introductory recitative in the two latter songs, the simple cantabile is embellished by bravura passages, which are wanting altogether in the first. They are all written for a soprano voice, and stood the test as representative of the dramatic song of the time. Count Fermian presented Wolfgang with a snuff box and twenty gilliati, together with a copy of Metastasio's works. But the most important result of this soiree and of their stay in Milan was that Wolfgang was commissioned to write the new opera for the next season. The first singers, Gabrielli with her sister and Ettore, were to be engaged for it and the remuneration was fixed at 100 Gilliati and free quarters in Milan during their stay. The libretto was to be sent after them so that wolfgang might make himself familiar with it the recitative was to be forwarded to milan in october and the composer to be there himself at the beginning of november to complete the opera in the neighbourhood of the singers and to rehearse it for production at christmas these conditions were both agreeable and convenient as they did not interfere with the journey through italy and allowed wolfgang ample time to complete the opera quietly mozart's first quartet was composed on the way from milan to Parma, and dated lodi march fifteenth seven o'clock in the evening eighty k at Parma, the celebrated singer lucrezia aguiari called la bastadella invited them to sup with her and sang so as to justify the reports they had heard of l a her execution and the fabulous compass of her voice i could not have believed that she could sing to c in altissimo writes leopold mozart had i not heard it with my own ears the passages which wolfgang has written were in her song and she sang them somewhat softer than the lever notes but as clearly as an octave pipe in an organ in fact the trills and all were note for note just as wolfgang has written them down besides this she has good alto notes as low as g she is not handsome but certainly not ugly has a wild look in her eyes at times like people who are subject to fits and she limps with one leg she has always conducted herself well and has therefore a good name and reputation on march the twenty-fourth they arrived at bologna here they were received by field marshal count palapicini in a way that reminded them of count fermion They are two noblemen, writes Leopold Mozart, who possess identical tastes and modes of thought, and are equally amiable, generous and dignified. The Count arranged a brilliant concert in his own house, attended by 150 persons of the high nobility, among them the cardinal legate Antonio Colonna Branciforte, and the chief of the connoisseurs, padre martini the company assembled at eight o'clock and did not disperse until near midnight no mozart considered that Wolfgang made a greater effect in bologna than elsewhere that city being the seat of so many artists and learned men here they met the celebrated spagnoletta giuseppe useda from milan the Kapellmeister vincenzo manfredini known also as an author who had visited them at salzburg on his journey from st petersburg in seventeen sixty nine and the famous alto to seppe aprile bologna the father thought and thought rightly was the best centre whence wolfgang's fame could spread over italy since he had there to stand the severest tests from padre martini the idol of the italians and the acknowledged arbiter in all matters of art. The Franciscan Giambattista Martini, born 1706, was esteemed not only as the composer of short, concise, artistically worked-out sacred pieces, but from his thorough and comprehensive researches as unquestionably the most learned theoretical musician of his day only one volume of his pedantic storia della musica had as yet appeared and his classical work on counterpoint was only in preparation but he was already considered infallible on all musical questions both in italy and abroad his possession of an unequalled musical library placed him in correspondence with numerous musicians, scholars, and princes. Disputed points were submitted to his arbitration, and his advice was sought in the bestowal of official places. A recommendation from Padre Martini was the best possible key to success. His authority was the more readily acknowledged, since he united to his rare attainments, A singular degree of modesty and a ready alacrity to afford instruction counsel or assistance whenever required he preserved even in his learned disputes invariable dignity and amiability with a certain amount of cautious reserve leopold mozart might well be anxious to win the favour of such a man for his son whenever they visited him padre martini gave wolfgang a fugue to work out which was always done to the great contrapuntist's entire satisfaction the companion figure to this learned monk was a musical celebrity of quite another kind whose acquaintance mozart also made in bologna Farinelli, Carlo, Broschi, born seventeen hundred and five, a pupil of porpora first appeared in seventeen twenty-two in Metastasio's Angelica, and an intimacy resulted between the singer and the poet, who called him his Caro Gemello, which had an important effect on the development of Italian opera. Farinelli's career in Italy was an unbroken success and he was enthusiastically received in Vienna and London. Arriving in Spain in 1736, his singing had power to dispel the melancholy of Philip V. He was summoned daily to the king's presence and became his acknowledged favourite, a position which he retained under Ferdinand the Sixth and Queen Barbara. On the accession of Charles III in 1761, Farineli was obliged to leave Spain, and, living in wealthy ease at Bologna, indulged his tastes for art and science. He practised the amiable and refined hospitality of a cultivated man of the world in his beautiful villa, and took peculiar interest in his fellow artists, who never failed, even in his old age, to be charmed with his singing the reports that have come down to us concerning the compass and beauty of his voice concerning his way of taking breath his portamento his declamation are as wonderful as was the success of this king of artists both in public and at court he appears almost as a personification of the greatness and power of song in the last century of which we can scarcely form a true conception, and which caused the history of music in that age to be mainly a history of song and singers. The period of Mozart's musical education was still under this influence, and although the absolute sovereignty of song was soon to decline, the impression made on him in his youth by Farinelli and other great singers was not likely to be forgotten on march the thirtieth the travellers reached florence their austrian introduction secured them a most favourable reception in the city the imperial ambassador count rosenberg immediately made known their arrival at court where they were very graciously received by the archduke leopold he recollected their former stay at Vienna and inquired after Nanner. Wolfgang played at court on April the second, accompanied by Nardini, the celebrated violinist. The Marquis de Lignivy, director of music, laid the most difficult fugues before Wolfgang to work out. He accomplished everything with as much ease as eating a piece of bread the marquis de lignivi, Bucca di Conca, etc., was considered one of the most thorough masters of counterpoint in Italy. As a proof of his skill, he had written a uh, Salve Regina and Stabat Mater for three parts in the form of different kinds of canon. To the latter work is prefixed a long treatise, dated April eleventh, seventeen sixty seven, For the philharmonic society in bologna of which he was a member the object of the treatise was to show that in accurate contrapuntal works the traditions of the old roman school were preserved in accordance with this view lignyville apologizes ironically to followers of the gusto moderno for the disuse of drums and trumpets and for the simple old modulations to which he confines himself as being ignorant of the new lights. He allowed Wolfgang to study his works, and the latter copied neatly nine movements of the thirty canons of the Stafford Mater, unhung 238K. Not satisfied with this, Wolfgang aimed at himself becoming a master of counterpoint. A a Cinque? Con diversi canoni in three five-part canons in unison was evidently an imitation of liniville's compositions and was only one of many studies in the same difficult art a loose sheet contains besides the first canon of the kyrie a design for a four-part canon and five close canons or riddle canons the first part and the number of parts only being given, expressly noted, D. Mozart, și eu în zonă. two canon Teratems canide Three Canon a deci man Herz Passi passt, che numbers one three four of these are copied from the vignettes with which padre martini's storia universale is adorned He had made wolfgang a present of his book and the latter probably set to work at once to find out the knack of writing canons we can see the ease with which he mastered his task at florence they fell in with their old london acquaintance manzuoli and wolfgang was rejoiced to hear that there was a probability of his being engaged to sing in his opera at milan in order to incite manzuoli's ardour Wolfgang gave him all his songs to sing, including those he had composed in Milan. At Florence, too, Wolfgang formed a tender friendship with Thomas Lindley, a boy of 14, the son of an English composer. He was the pupil of the celebrated violin player Nardini and played so exquisitely as almost to surpass his teacher. The two boys met at the house of Signora Magdalena Morelli, who was famous as an improvisatrice under the name of Corilla and had been crowned as a poetess on the Capitol in 1776. During the few days that the Mozart stayed in Florence, the boys were inseparable and performed together or by turns more like men than boys. They parted with many tears and Tomasino, as Linley was called in Italy, brought to Wolfgang as a parting gift a poem which Corilla had written for him. According to Burney, Tomasino and little Mozart were talked of throughout Italy as two geniuses of the greatest promise, and in later life in Vienna Mozart spoke with warmth of Linley and the hopes which had been frustrated by his early death, It was with regret that they left Florence. Leopold Mozart wrote to his wife, I wish that you could see Florence, its neighbourhood and the situation of the city. I am sure you would say that it is a place to live and die in. But time pressed if they were to be in Rome for the carnival. They had a fatiguing journey and dreadful weather that reminded them of Salzburg rather than of Rome and passed through uncultivated country with wretched inns containing plenty of filth but little to eat except perhaps a couple of eggs and some cabbage. They arrived in Rome about midday on Wednesday in Holy Week amidst a storm of thunder and lightning. Received like grand people with a discharge of artillery there was just time to hurry to the sistine chapel and hear allegri's miserere it was here that wolfgang accomplished his celebrated feat of musical ear and memory it was the custom on wednesday and friday and holy week for the choir of the pope's household to sing the miserere psalm fifty composed by dom allegri which was arranged alternately for a four- and five-part chorus, having a final chorus in nine parts. This performance was universally considered as one of the most wonderful in Rome. The impression made by it, in conjunction with the solemn rites it accompanied, was always described as overpowering. You know, writes Leopold Mozart, That this celebrated miserere is so jealously guarded that members of the chapel are forbidden under pain of excommunication to take their parts out of the chapel or to copy or allow it to be copied we have got it notwithstanding wolfgang has written it down and i should have sent it to salzburg in this letter were not our presence necessary for its production More depends on the performance than even on the composition. Besides, we must not let our secret fall into other hands. Ut non incoramus mediate vel immediate in censurum ecclesiae. When the performance was repeated on Good Friday, Wolfgang took his manuscript with him into the chapel, and holding it in his hat, corrected some passages where his memory had not been quite true. The affair became known, and naturally made a great sensation. Wolfgang was called upon to execute the miserere in presence of the papal singer Christophery, who was amazed at its correctness. Leopold Mozart's news excited consternation in Salzburg, mother and daughter believing that Wolfgang had sinned in transcribing the miserere and fearing unpleasant consequences if it should become known. When we read your ideas about the miserere, answered the father, we both laughed loud and long. You need not be in the least afraid. It is taken in quite another way. All Rome and the Pope himself know that Wolfgang has written the miserere and instead of punishment it has brought him honour you must not fail to show my letter everywhere and let his grace the archbishop know of it the mozarts prepared at once to take part in all the festivities of holy and easter weeks our handsome dress writes leopold mozart our German speech and the want of ceremony with which I call to our servant to order the Swiss guard to make way for us, help us through everywhere. He appears to have been flattered that Wolfgang was sometimes taken for a German nobleman or prince, and he for his tutor. At the cardinal's table, Wolfgang stood near the seat of Cardinal Paolo Vicini, who asked him his name on hearing it he inquired in surprise what are you the famous boy of whom i have heard so much talked to him kindly praised his italian and spoke broken german to him at the conclusion of the easter festivities they set to work to present their numerous letters of introduction and were warmly received by the noble families of Fraziano, Artemps, and others. One assembly followed another, all in Wolfgang's honour. The astonishment at his performances increased, according to Leopold Mozart, the farther they proceeded into Italy. But Wolfgang, he adds, does not remain stationary, his acquirements increase, day by day, so that the greatest masters and connoisseurs cannot find words for their astonishment for the academies he appears to have written a symphony eighty-one k and two soprano songs eighty-two eighty-three k from metastasio's demo se a dire esperanza and se tutti i mali miei in the midst of more serious study he found time to send his sister a new country dance, in return for which she was to send him some new minuets by Haydn. About this time they fell in with Meissner, who was on his way from Naples to Salzburg. Wolfgang appeared with him at the German Jesuit college, where von Mirk of Salzburg was studying. End of section 14, chapter 5, part 2.